Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on a Tuesday afternoon, a little later than usual, just so that I can get roasted by the sun, <laughs> is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? Wish I was getting roasted by the sun. It's been kind of gloomy and dreary the past two or three days here, just like it hasn't really rained. It's just like a light drizzle here and there, and the sun hasn't really come out. The The sun will pop out for like 20 or 30 minutes and then go away again. It's just kind of, eh, which has me also feeling kind of, eh, like I haven't been as engaged to work out every morning, and I just kind of haven't been as engaged to sit down and read and record stuff. It's just kind of, uh so yeah. hopefully it's going to come out tomorrow. Yeah, that's sort of how the last couple of days for me have been as well. Uh, the weather's been fine. I mean, it's been cloudy. Just the, the days in general have just been kind of meh and a little frustrating. So I almost canceled today, but figured what the hell, let's bang it out. The show must go on, right? There was a little part of me that was going to ask if you wanted to push to tomorrow. And then I was like, no. Because I'm not going to feel any more like doing it tomorrow than I do today. So let's just yep. get, get it over with. The things we do. <laughs> Especially um, on yeah. a week like this where they're really, I don't know. I don't know if I'm just like missing everything, but there really hasn't been a whole lot in the news. Like the the number one headline that I've seen just kind of perusing stuff is uh, that. The house exploding. Well, the, the latest Marvel movie, The Marvels. Um, entered another week where it just had drastic or like terrible terrible numbers and uh disney has announced that they're going to stop reporting the weekly earnings from the movie like they're just not even going to talk about it anymore and my daughter and i went and saw it and like it's not a terrible movie it's just not good and and that's like that's where marvel is now like they they don't make anything that's good anymore and People are getting if there is superhero fatigue, it's not because people are tired of superhero movies. It's because tired people are tired of mediocre, mediocre movies. Yeah. You know, mediocre. Yeah. Superhero movies. Yeah. I don't know. Do my, my nephew loves Spider-Man. I don't know if there's another one of those coming out anytime soon. Spider-Man is one of those that they're actually doing well with the animated uh, into the Spider-Verse and then through the Spider-Verse uh movies that have come out over the last couple of years and there is a, a third in that trilogy that's supposed to be coming out in 2024 uh they've got some spider-man a couple spider-man video games that have been on playstation or really good and and well rated uh they're 
they're actually doing good with that but i think that's more sony than so much disney uh and which is which is crazy because sony has botched the spider-man uh franchise for for so many years like after having the toby Maguire one back in the what was that like late 90s early 2000s they had had a good couple movies with that and then the third one was unimpressive and then they tried to reboot it with andrew garfield and uh just completely fucked that up and and never like kind of experienced the failure to launch on the on this whole uh universe that they were going to try to create through that and they they finally seem to have figured it out with the animated stuff and that, that seems to be the only like marvel property that's coming out that that seems to be particularly worthwhile anymore yeah, you know, I think with the the human version of these superhero movies, you have to give it some time before you reboot it. You know what I mean? Like bat like Batman when I was a kid, like the 1980 was 84, 85 Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Like that was great. And then the one after that was like, all right. And then there were like a couple shitty ones. And then they waited. They waited like 10 or 15 years. Maybe 10 and then the next trilogy of fucking Batman's came out and they were all fucking good. And now they're taking a break. I, I think they tried to do like a weird one a few years ago, maybe. They um Robert Pattinson was in a Batman, the Batman that came out. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but it was actually really good. It but it 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 looked at Batman. Um it was like a I don't know if you read comics much, but like Batman year two is kind of the idea of that movie and it was really well done i was there were some things that uh like, like they did some there was some some of the dei nonsense of like gender swapping characters or or uh not and race swapping characters and stuff like that that it gets to be a little bit annoying but at the same time the characters were done well so that's like that's the thing i I don't care if you race swap a character or if you gender swap a character in a show, but don't make the character's entire personality now become this new race or gender. Like, just make a good character. And if they're going to be black or Hispanic or female or whatever the fuck, just make it a good character. But when they when they turn these characters into just a walking advertisement of, look at me, I'm black now. It's like, okay, go the fuck away. Like, this is... Use your this black is, girl magic or whatever. Oh my god, that was actually a lot. It it was stupid, but it wasn't. It was it was a very one offish thing, and I don't know. I, I hope it wasn't scripted. I could definitely see that being something that Samuel L. Jackson just like yelled out, and then they decided not to cut it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like have there been any Superman movies? Like Superman should be ripe for a comeback. Whatever happened to him? Well, Henry Cavill was Superman in the in the latest run of the DC universe and he got let go. There is a new Superman movie that's going to be coming out sometime in the next couple years. And it looks promising, but I mean, DC right now is hard to, it's hard to tell because they, they had Zack Snyder doing the DCU and kind of building his own universe. And then they decided they didn't like that and scrapped it. And then everybody just, abjectly hated what they did instead and then there was the push for the snyder cut which was his original justice league movie there was like a four hour like super cut of everything that he wanted that movie to be and that was like 
massively well received. That was amazing. Holy shit, amazing! Like, I, that's one of the that's one of the few like legitimately good movies that's probably come out in the last ten years. But it's four. It was four plus hours long, and and it had to be like Jesus. special release because they like that didn't. It wasn't in theaters. It was only on HBO, and and it was like a thing that fans pushed for. And then as soon as it came out and was so massively well received, then DC DC was just like, all right, so fuck all that. We're gonna fire everybody who was involved with that and move on with a completely new plan because the fan the fans obviously love that, and we hate our fans. And that checks out. <laughs> Yeah. That Welcome seems to be what yeah, what most big fucking companies are doing these days. So welcome to being a nerd in 2023. It's just widely disappointing. Yeah. Like, I guess as argue- you can tell Justin is very passionate about this stuff and I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. I guess arguably being a nerd has been widely disappointing for most of human history, but <laughs> right now it's really really disappointing. Speaking of nerds, I don't know what we have in the news today. What do we have to talk about? Oh, um, you want to talk about inflation? Inflation is a fun topic because there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of stat nerds who use uh, what's the book using statistics to to tell a lie or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of stat nerds that talk about how how good the economy is doing and how how much we've improved on inflation. And uh, you've got you've got Biden talking. Uh, the The White House put out a like a memo or whatever on on X about how uh, the cost of Thanksgiving was down this year over, except that like yes, if you run it through seven different metrics to filter <laughs> out everything, then then you can finally get to this statistic that shows that it was technically lower this year than any other year, but you have to like jump through so many hoops to get it there. And then when somebody somebody posted just a straight up like this is how much it costs per person per for Thanksgiving meals this year because uh, like the stat that the Biden White House put out was that um, it cost less versus total income or something like the okay. cost yeah. of Thanksgiving yeah. versus your total income. Was it was a smaller percentage of your total income or something this year? Yeah, Therefore, the cost is down. <laughs> yeah, something crazy like that. But then somebody posted just the straight up stats, and it was like, "This is literally like per person cost for a Thanksgiving dinner was higher this year than it has been ever in human history." Like, or at least since you know, since the dollar was a thing, and we've been keeping up with statistics. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know who's in charge of this propaganda campaign for Joe Biden, but this idea that you can continue to tell people how great the economy is and how cheap everything is now when they're the ones that actually have to go out and pay the prices. I mean, like people are very easy to propagandize, but not to that extent. Not when you're saying, oh, it's so cheap and you're and you know, you're seeing all these videos of of people being like like that one like nurse who was just in tears. It's like we have like two hundred dollars to make it the next next Friday or something like that. He's my husband's working overtime. I'm a full time nurse. Like, although I think nurses only work like twelve hours, like twelve on twelve out. They work like three days a week. Yeah, when people are actually paying these prices and you have to go to the grocery store and do these things, like you, I don't know how much longer you can continue to tell people how great they have it when 
the, every single day they feel it in their pocketbooks of all places. You want to watch this little video? Yeah, go ahead and roll it. I think they're messing with us at this point. $14 for aluminum foil and $14 for generic trash bag. And while I was on this aisle picking up some toilet paper, 20 bucks, the paper towel for the week, 14 bucks. And this is six roll. They say it's equal to 12, but it's still six rolls. We go through a roll every couple of days. This one kind of hurts me the most because I love organic grass-fed beef. I've watched this go up from $8 to $10.59 now. Is this how much organic grass-fed beef is in your area, or is this just public? And these last couple, you're just not going to believe if I didn't take a picture. I wanted to get my wife some chocolate-covered strawberries. $7 for six chocolate-covered strawberries. Last but not least, $9.44 for a cup, like two handfuls of berries. I'm telling you, we are not crazy. This is just getting so out of hand. And I think it is important we keep talking about this. I'm seeing a lot of people taking pictures. They did the Black Friday thing. We have to keep speaking out because where where is it? When's it going to stop? Yeah, the CPI is reporting food inflation at only 3.3% year over year. Like, is any, like it says, like, is anybody actually believing any of these numbers? Like, that, it's like the way they do impossible, the dude. Right. It's, it's like impossible. the way they do their calculation for how you spent less on Thanksgiving versus your total income. So that means it was a that everything was cheaper like that. I, I don't know what kind of statistics or metrics they're using to come up with this. But like anybody that goes to the grocery store for literally anything knows that food inflation is way, way higher than three point three percent. I'm like stupid lucky because I live very rurally. And we have a small local grocery store where I can get meat really good prices, like super cheap. They run they run meat specials every week. And so I just I, the I've got a freezer over there that's literally completely full of of meat, not, you know, and that's not counting the deer that I killed myself. We are really lucky, but most places like don't have that luxury. I mean, and it's it's not just in the U.S. Even in Mexico here, there's, the, the inflation is crazy. I think I was reading the other day that they're like, aside from like Ar Argentina and like one other country, they're like in this group of countries, they're like number three for inflation. Like the inflation here is crazy as well. But it's just we were starting from a much lower point. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, these bread, I haven't bought aluminum foil in a while. But if I saw that it was like it's $14 before tax. So if I was in Chicago, it's a 10.5% fucking sales tax. So now you're like $16 for a roll of aluminum foil. Like, all right, I'm just not buying that. And I'm not buying paper towels anymore. I'll use a fucking rag. I'll use an old white t-shirt. Like I had all these like, old undershirts that I would use as like rags to clean shit. It's like, all right, it's going to be using those, I guess. <laughs> like who's paying these kinds of fucking prices? And then, yeah, the berries are just out of control. Chocolate covered like, dude, just make your own, <laughs> make your own fucking chocolate covered strawberries. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, people are going to the store and you're getting like practically nothing. I saw somebody else actually. I commented on this on Twitter. Um, let me just get we can pull up the try to pull up the picture of it because this guy posts like this is what you get at Aldi's for like hundred and eight dollars, and it. Looked like a decent amount of stuff compared to the 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 pictures and videos that you've been seeing, but then when you look at everything in there, it's like carrots, potatoes. <laughs> like there's no meat. I, I got like, it. Oh, you got it. All right. 
It's like, where's the beef? <laughs> okay. So 32, is it, or 12 rolls of toilet paper. Okay. Two dozen eggs. Then you got onions, spinach, grapes, mayonnaise, Brussels sprouts, lettuce, banana. Like uh, none of this stuff should cost anything anyway. It should all be super cheap. Bag of carrots, some canned beans and canned tomatoes or something like that. A bag of flour, a couple loaves of bread. Like these aren't high priced items. And yet this is still a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Is there any meat maybe right in the, in the top right there? Uh, there's those are bagel bites up there. I don't see any, yeah, I don't see any meat in this. Uh, maybe right where, yeah, right where your mouse is now. I don't know if that's, yeah, that might be, that might be some, meat or like, something. Meat, but I mean, yeah. with everything else that's in this picture, that's not, yeah. that's not a lot of deli meat. Like, no, you can put, um, one, slice of deli meat for every four slices of bread that he's buying <laughs> it's just like yeah yeah this is i mean this is depression territory and i i mean i wrote about this extensively in the Substack. if you guys haven't checked it out yet but that 3.3 percent cpi number is the only reason we're showing positive gdp growth for i mean basically for the for the last 20 years if you ask me but for sure the last um you know uh, last four, last eight, something like that. I mean, if you're being honest about inflation and you have to take the, you know, the nominal growth number and subtract the inflation rate, we can't subtract 10, 12, 14% inflation and still be at a positive GDP number. I think this economy is contracting. I think people are feeling it. You can point to all the statistics that you want, but when a, a roll of aluminum foil costs $15, that that's not like even if your income went up a little bit so it's a smaller percentage of your income like your thanksgiving turkey was i mean this is not something you should be bragging about i mean been in another way somehow i don't know who's on biden's team but like i just can't imagine even if it was if it wasn't like a democrat and i was like an, a republican that was having this exact same thing and this is the messaging be like no 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 i know it seems like it sucks but you really have it really good everything's fine in fact, Bidenomics, everything's great. I just don't see that as a winning campaign. Yeah. It's insulting yeah, for funny. one. And it's just, it's obviously bullshit. I, I don't, I don't understand why they don't spin it a different way. Just being like, oh, well, you know, things would be better, but the Republicans blocked the something. And I keep, uh, I, I keep saying it. I've been saying it for a while. I sincerely think it's a, an orchestrated effort to, bring everything down and crash the whole fucking thing. And also to, cause they, they don't, they're not making any indication that they're not going to run Biden in 2024. Like there's no legitimate, seemingly there's no legitimate concern that he won't be the candidate. So I, I the thing that I've said for a while is if I know that the whole thing is going to crash and burn, I do not want to be the one standing there holding the bag when it does. So I'm going to run it as far into the ground as I can, put somebody up who's completely inept, that's going to lose, let the Republicans completely take control, and then as the whole thing just blows up in everybody's face, be like, look at what they did. You need to replace them with us forever and ever and never let them back in power because they destroyed the whole fucking thing. That I mean, that's... If I was a political strategist, that's what I would be doing right now. That's that's that would yeah. be my war room strategy is run this thing into the fucking ground, 
dump it in their lap and then sit back and laugh as they look like the destroyers 100%. of America. Right. For sure. I mean, you have to be willing like this next election cycle. I think you just have to be willing to sacrifice it. I would not want to take take over the United States of America in 2024. Um, which is why it would be pretty funny if Donald Trump does win the election and then and then the wheels come off like within three months of him being in office and it's still somehow his fault. Yeah. Um, well, and, that's, and that's also why I've jokingly said my own and maybe not so jokingly practiced. My own strategy is just vote for Democrats for everything and let them run it so far into the ground that there is no way to blame anybody but them. Like, yeah, let them win everything and watch the whole fucking thing blow up in their face and then be like, that's what these retards yeah. get you. Maybe it's right. time to try something else. Yeah. Play the play a longer game. I mean, like you could change generational minds with how bad I think things are going to get in the U.S. If you played if you played it properly. Um, don't yeah, don't stifle any of their desires. I mean, look at. Look at how things are collapsing in all these blue cities with, that just wanted to be sanctuary cities. It didn't take much to tip that, to tip those scales. It took a couple buses of immigrants. And the whole fucking th the whole idea just came fucking collapsing around them. And now you every I, I don't go a week without some video of people of color on the south side of Chicago complaining about these immigrants taking our resources, moving into our neighborhoods and all this shit. So, yeah, I mean, you can just give them the rope to hang themselves with. They're asking for it. It's so easy. But they they pick these dumbass fights, stupid fights that mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. And then it gives them ammunition. It gives them an out. It gives them a, an excuse as to why things. I mean, uh, Brandon, whatever the fuck is Johnson is in, in Chicago is blaming um, yeah, like extremist MAGA Republicans because, you know, for for the collapse of his own system, but it's like the, it's most flimsy excuse ever. It's like, Are you want to be a sanctuary city. We allowed you to be a sanctuary city. And this is what being a sanctuary city looks like. And he's like, they're Are sabotaging us. <laughs> Are there even MAGA Republicans in Chicago outside of the ones that assaulted Juicy Smollett? Well, no, it was just those two. They're very <laughs> scary looking ones. But no, he's blaming like a, a, the rest of the ones in Texas. They're like, oh, we're going to stick it to Chicago. So we're going to, yeah, we're, I mean, this is, this is, the, this is his excuse this is the best that he can do. Cause what else can, what else can you say? Honestly, right. At that point, you know, it's right. So just don't give them the out. If they want to, you know, if they want to spend a trillion dollars, don't hem and haw and spend 985 billion. It doesn't matter at that point. And then they're going to be like, well, if we got everything we wanted, it, everything would be a fucking utopia. But you didn't give us the trillion. You only gave us nine hundred eighty five billion, blah, 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 blah. And tax cuts to the rich. And OK, just get rid of everything. Just whatever they want to do. See how that works out. So this is a, a concept that's talked about in Bronze Age mindset that uh, whenever we do our review of that on Thursday, Mark and I will get more into this. But one of the ideas towards the end of the book and like talking about strategy and stuff is it talks about like the the vices of the world, like um, like the really seedy underbelly type stuff and how the reason that stuff has become so normalized is because there is a certain level of like tam tamping it down and making it like slowly making it more and more acceptable. 
and and that the way to actually combat that is not to eliminate it, but to just take all of the shackles off of it and let degeneracy and just the horrific shit that is that run rampant. And then when everybody sees what it truly is, completely unshackled, that's that's how you turn people away from it. And it it's it's a long term game like it. And it's not for it's not for the weak of stomach or you know the weak of heart like you have to be willing to get dirty and and it's it's that saying that i've been using for a while once you understand that the game is rigged then you're ready to play the game when you see how rigged it is then you understand like you you can't play nice in this game you have to be willing to just allow the worst shit possible to happen so that people see this is what they truly want. Like the more you see these like pedophile rings and stuff being exposed and, and different things coming out, like it's showing these people for who they are. Now you just got to get everybody to realize these aren't isolated events. This is how that is across the board. Yeah. And if I was in charge, I, I would voice my opposition to it. I'd be like, listen, this is a retarded idea. I'm against this with every fiber of my being, but go ahead. And then remember me in five to 10 years when you're faced with the fucking consequences of your retarded ideas. I'm not going to stop you. Go ahead. Enjoy it. Uh, just let me know when you get tired of being wrong. And then you can just wait because inevitably they'll be wrong about it. And it's just, it's, it'll blow up in their face. And then you could just be like that fucking the meme of that little girl smiling in front of that house exploding or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I tried to tell them, but nobody would listen. Oh, speaking of exploding houses, there was a uh, house that in Arlington, Virginia, that as police approached, it just blew up in a massive fireball. Like it was it was impressive. Um, I, there's I think that's a good teaser for something to talk about on Friday when we've got more information, because as of right now, it's just a house blew up as uh, like it could have been a meth lab. Who knows? But also it is pretty close to uh, and Sean will fact check me on this. I'm not sure exactly how like how close to DC, but it's uh I'm pretty sure it's like Arlington, right? That's pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Uh so so that'll be that'll be interesting to to kind of follow that story as more information comes out. Like I said, that that's kind of a teaser for Friday because I think by then we'll have we'll have more information or we'll have absolutely none and the whole thing will get swept under the rug and then we really know what was up. Yeah. Yeah, it's either it's going to be one of it's going to be that or it's like a distraction from a bunch of other crazy things that are happening that they don't want you paying attention to. Um, yeah, the guy seems like he's he's kind of an oddball. I don't know. I haven't yeah, did, seen much of it. Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, there were some posts about the the owner of the of the house that blew up. That dude was wackadoodle. Whew. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting. It it's it was one of the biggest explosions I think I've seen. Just. In real, like in real time or real life or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it was big. It was it was a big explosion. It it reminds me, the news cycle of it kind of reminds me of the, the Nancy Pelosi's husband getting hit with a hammer. I feel like it's gonna be like that. Oh, what else we got? We got about thirty minutes left. Well, talking about the inflation stuff, you sent this article about Uber, Grubhub, all of those. Ah, getting- yes. That's that's definitely this is definitely going to improve our inflation problems. I'm I'm sure Uh, Uber, Grubhub and DoorDash 
are uh, required are going to be required to pay their workers at least seventeen dollars and ninety six cents per hour. So basically, forget about ordering your food on any of those apps again, because now the cost is going to run through the roof. You'd be you would be better off to drive a uh, semi truck to the store and get it yourself. And okay. Just make it 18 bucks an hour, first of all. It's 1796. What the fuck are we doing here? Uh, it's eighteen dollars an hour. That is insane. I mean, that's a really good wage for just driving around and, and delivering food. I don't care where you are. I mean, that's that's what, uh thirty-six thousand dollars a year or something like that. If you if now, you did it full time. Is this only in California tips? or New York or like is this across the board? The mandate increased compensation as part of a broader initiative by New York and other major cities. So I don't know exactly how far it stretches. Yeah, I was wondering about that because we have we have Grub here, uh, Grubhub down here in Mexico. If you're making eighteen dollars an hour in Mexico, you're in like the one percent. Yeah, that would just be a crazy wage to have to pay. Well, and like the 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 quotes on this are show what a, a disconnect from reality politicians have. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams says this minimum pay rate will guarantee our delivery workers and their families a living and keep our city's legendary restaurant industry going strong. Uh, no, this is, this will actually, uh, this will actually uh, eliminate jobs, discourage tipping and force couriers to go faster and accept more trips. Like they're, they're going to cut the, yeah. Uh, okay. The like handful of delivery workers who survive this will maybe make better money, but they'll also have their hours cut. They're going to get less tips. They're going to get less like less business. Uh, this is going to push this in the opposite direction. Like, when has a government mandate ever actually accomplished anything that it that it aims to? Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean. Ultimately, the it's just the cost is borne by the the people ordering the food, and so as we've said, the the groceries are more expensive. I did a pretty extensive little rant uh, for the Substack this past weekend, I think, on um, the cost of going out to eat at restaurants. Now it's like, dude, what you're gonna order a pizza delivered, and it's gonna be. I don't know what, like 35, 40 bucks to get a pizza delivered to your house. I mean, well, I don't know what they what they make now as an hourly wage, but dude, it's the the taxes and the fees and then the tip is almost as so, much as the food, if I remember correctly. It says, according to the article, it says currently these workers earn an average of about eleven dollars per hour, uh, considering tips and expenses. Except that anybody who understands how <laughs> tip driven industry works. That's they're that's maybe reporting a quarter of the tips that they actually get and over reporting expenses for tax purposes. Like it, if you're if you're smart and understand how the how the game is played, like you're not reporting all of your tips and you're over reporting your expenses so so that you can uh, do better. So like that 11 and and also most of these aren't like they're not like full time gig type things. They're things that people are doing on the side for extra money or. Or the people who are doing them, they're doing a number of different types of these things. So, yeah, they're yeah they're stacking. They're gigs. delivering you your Grubhub, <laughs> but they're also delivering somebody else something else, and you know, and driving people while doing like 
they're they're multitasking these things because it's it's all just basic like it's not stuff that's uh real high bandwidth yeah yeah and when that's why the the jobs numbers keep going up going up in some regard because people are taking on three or four of these things like yes you pick up an uber passenger on your way to a restaurant to get grubhub and then you drop off the Grubhub, drop off, or drop off the passenger, pick up the food, drop off the food, pick up another passenger, and then they'll do two or three. They'll do Lyft, they'll do Uber, they'll do you know. Right, and if you're smart, you can you know you can maximize your your time and and basically you're getting paid for two or three jobs all at the same time. Yeah, uh, here in Mexico, I'll see like two guys on one on one like motorcycle or something <laughs> doing deliveries. So they'll be doing two different deliveries, but on one motorcycle. Yeah, things like that. That's not on gas, I guess. Yeah, you get a lot more orders in. But dude, this is let's just call it 10 bucks. They're making 10 bucks, and now it's gonna be twice that. And I'm sure you pay the the cost will just be, yeah, added to your little fucking bill. You won't even see it. It'll just everything goes up. People order less food now, more cooking at home, I guess. Or maybe it just makes sense to go out and eat. By the time, like, who's who's gonna end up paying like you know, fifteen dollars worth of uh, delivery fees and tips, and taxes to get the food delivered to your door when you can go pick it up yourself? All right, keep going, New York. Like I said, I, I make it make it thirty bucks an hour. Eighteen, oh, they can't live on that. There's a provision to that uh, in the court order that will make it twenty dollars by twenty twenty five. I why wait till 2025? Do it right. tomorrow. I mean, if it's good, why would you why 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 phase it in? I love that minimum wage shit. It it <laughs> they can't even fucking they have no argument for why it's a good thing. And they have no argument for where they come up with these arbitrary numbers. And Republicans are just too stupid to call them out on their bullshit. Just call their bluff. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna phase it in over 10 years or by the next two years it's gonna go up to 20. It's like, well, I'm for 25 right now. I'm pro worker, Justin. Pro worker. You can't live on $18 an hour in New York City. You better make it 30. I'm for 30 today. Tomorrow with the latest. I wonder how much uh Hunter was sending to Joe Biden on a per hour basis to uh Justin, there's no there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. There's no evidence that Joe Biden was involved with any of Hunter Biden's businesses. There's no evidence that Hunter Biden was doing anything underhanded. There, there's just I haven't seen any evidence of you. Did you see that clip? Was that other clip on Twitter? Did I send that to you? It was like some black chick on MSNBC or something being interviewed. Uh-uh. There, oh that. man, I wonder where it is. Fuck. But yeah, basically nobody's seen any evidence. So I just thought maybe we'd take a look at this, see if there's anything here. I don't know. Hunter Biden sent direct monthly payments to Joe via account paid from China and other shady corners of the world is the headline. Dude, just the fact that Hunter Biden is involved in businesses. Like when we ran down on the live episode, um, all the great things about Hunter Biden. I, I just, when you look at this guy, and you actually take a sober look at him. The fact that he's in charge of things is just mind-boggling. And it it should tell you everything you need to know about corruption and, and nepotism and shit in D.C. But uh, today, the House Oversight Committee is releasing a subpoena, uh, subpoenaed bank records that show Hunter Biden's business entity, 
a Wasco PC made direct payments, direct monthly payments to Joe Biden. But I'm sure Joe Biden has no recollection of this whatsoever now, but perhaps at the time he knew what was going on. This wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account, but an account for his corporation that received payments from China and other shady corners of the world. Um, that's the quote. What are the other shady corners of the world? Uh, you, Ukraine used to be lumped in that, but now it's not. It's not uh, shady anymore. Now it's a yeah, it's a faux pas to, to refer to Ukraine as one of the shady corners of the world, even though. The reason that uh, Ukraine has never received an invite into NATO or anything else historically, not just because of the bordering Russia thing, but also it has been cited on multiple occasions because they had literally the most corrupt government on the fucking planet. But yeah, I mean, uh, nothing, nothing shady goes on in Ukraine now. That uh, that was that's all in the past, of course. And these payments just happened to begin about six months before. Joe Biden started his candidacy for the 2020 election in September of 2018. So I'm sure there's just no connection. Well, and like the interesting wording on this is, you know, this wasn't a payment from Hunter Biden's personal account um, because there was the stuff that came out a while back about Joe receiving monthly payments from his that were supposedly loan repayments or something. Yeah, but they had the checks. There, yeah, but there was nothing like massive amounts of money every month. But there were no, there was no evidence of Joe having given his brother a loan. So like, what, like just because you write loan repayment on the, it, it's just it's crazy. Right. Like, right? It's like where is the other side of the loan? Nobody seemed to ever ask that question, or if they did, it was never answered. But there's no evidence. Of any wrongdoing, it says loan favor. Like everybody knows that the the check memo is binding legally. I don't even know. I mean, yeah, this is it. Okay, just one more thing, one more feather in his cap. Payments oh, to Joe Biden Hunter's Owasco PC corporate account are part of a pattern revealing Joe Biden knew about, participated in, and benefited from his family's influence peddling schemes. As the Biden received millions from foreign nationals and companies in China, Ukraine, Russia, Romania, and Kazakhstan. Joe Biden dined with his family's foreign associates, spoke to them by speakerphone, had coffee, attended meetings, and ultimately received payments that were funded by his family's business dealings. That, like the over This uh, oversight committee that Comer is leading has been turning up a bunch of stuff. I've been kind of following it for the last year and a half or so as they've been digging into more and more and, and finding more and more stuff. But they like they can't there is some belief that they may be able to take Biden to impeachment after the first of the year with some of this stuff as more is uh, as more is coming out. The problem they run into up to this point is. The Republicans are too fucking chicken shit to actually do anything about it. Like they won't, they won't bring it, they won't bring it to impeachment. They they won't do anything about it. Well, it's election interference, obviously. Yeah. If you if you indict Joe Biden on these charges right before an election, it's election interference. If you do it to Donald Trump, it's justice. <laughs> yeah, that's God the way that it. works. Well, maybe that maybe that's how they get Joe out, out of the running. I'm still partial to uh, if Hillary Clinton does well in one more poll that she just uh, she just takes care of Joe herself the old fashioned way and puts herself up there. But I don't I don't see how he could possibly run 
I know you said you didn't see a way that they can get him out of there. Like he, they're they're not even really trying. I just can't imagine him going through an actual campaign unless. I mean, they're trying to ramp up this weird pneumonia thing again, and that's in China affecting the children. So maybe they'll lock everything down again, and he can just so pretend here, to campaign like, from his basement. Here's like the the Hunter to Joe paper trail. A Chinese firm sent five million to Hunter Biden's uh, Hunter West. Uh, firm in August of 2017, shortly after he established the business entity with a Chinese business associate. Sets up the, the account, and then they give him $5 million. For what? Who knows? Um, Hunter then wires 400000 to a Wasco PC and another 130000 to a different account. After transferring the 400000 to a Wasco, he then sends 150000 to his uncle James and his wife Sarah's business account. And then James and Sarah send a check for $40,000 to Joe Biden. You know, bang, 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 bang. Like that's the 10% to the big guy. Although that's, that's not right. quite 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 400, the 400,000 that went into Plus the his one something is, is 10. It, yeah. It's uh, how many steps do you need to remove it from the original transaction? So that it doesn't look like you're just taking forty grand from a Chinese business. Yeah, I think it's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon rule of accounting. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just so. I remember watching like uh, one of those shows with like criminals or whatever, and you know they would when they would send money, they'd put it through like you know three or four different fucking offshore bank accounts, and this one guy. I don't know who's in like a hurry or something. It was like kind of a joke, but he's like, you know, I was in a hurry. I did, I could only run it through two offshore accounts. I couldn't use my usual five or something like that. So they caught they caught the paper trail a lot faster than they normally would. Yeah, I, all right. That was that was something in uh, Ozark. Have you watched the the Netflix series Ozark where they he's like uh, smuggling money for the cartels and stuff? And like that was that was I something. Shall. in one of those was seemed like missed a step in in the way he was uh, moving the money around. And so it That's got right. flagged. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I, I After that show ended, I canceled my Netflix. <laughs> it's like, I'm probably, a, probably a wise decision. I, I, I still enjoy. So I'm one of those uh, psychopaths that I don't watch the road when I drive. I watch uh, TV on my phone instead. And like driving out through hillbilly land where service cuts in and out. Netflix buffers in like low service zones way better than Hulu or Amazon Prime. Like if I put a Netflix show on, it's just going to play all the way through. Whereas if I put on Hulu, like if I go through a spot where service dips out, it's it's going to like stop and and think about it for a minute before it picks back up. So I highly recommend Amazon if, or uh, highly recommend Netflix if you like to uh, watch TV while you're driving. All right. Don't recommend that to women. They have enough trouble as it is. Oh yeah, absolutely not. And and that's my uh my wife gives me grief about it all the time, but I I've tried to explain to her like I don't drive by sight. I drive by feel. Like I I don't need to see the road to know where I am. Uh, which came into it came into play when we were uh taking our trip out to Montana over the summer. We were driving in the middle of the night. It had been raining and then everything went just like dense fog. And she was going to take over driving. We had stopped at a gas station. She pulls out of the gas station and she's somehow got the truck across three lanes of traffic, like not even pointed straight 
at a light because she couldn't see anything because of the the fog. I was like, just hold up. I'm I'm gonna drive. You're not killing us at three o'clock in the morning and when we're like four hours into this uh end of our vacation. So I took over driving. I couldn't see past the nose of the truck. I did 80 the whole time until the fog cleared and like weaving through traffic and everything. I like, see, I told y'all I drive by feel, not by sight. I don't need to see past the nose of the truck. I just need to be able to feel the road underneath me and I'm good. All right. Follow Justin for more driving tips. Oh man. We got anything else today? Got maybe one or two more. Oh, um, you want to talk about the, uh, the military and their, yeah, We've got I've got some other military s- stats that I want to look at or a, an article that I want to look at on Friday as well. But this one, uh, the U.S. military revises post-vaccine myocarditis myocarditis stats lower, which seems interesting. While literally the entire rest of the world has been revising all of those stats up, uh, the the military is revising that down, but also. Uh, the military has now decided to drop the vaccine requirement for enlistment. Uh, so I, I thought this was, yeah, kind of interesting. It goes to show you that statistical manipulation is not confined just to economics. So the previous count was 120 cases in 21 days, within 21 days of vaccination. And now it's estimated to be 80 to 90 myocarditis and uh pericarditis is it peri or perio i thought it was peri okay pericarditis i don't know it's pretty interesting to watch them reverse their their mandates too i don't know i i feel like they may recall people that they previously let go see i don't know i'm not sure how that works i i mean kind of feel like like that was a year you're fired thing. And if I, i don't think they can be like okay you're still required to do the rest of this term of service that you had signed up for the person who got let go can be like you fired me that like you terminated that contract that we're and discharge yeah i'm not doing this that, that's good because yeah i'm just like yeah no fuck you um, i'm taking my discharge don't look that gift horse in the mouth <laughs> so the military yeah uh they're fat they're they're, they're overweight they're out of shape they're full of trannies and um but not as much myocarditis anymore the, how the, do you just how do you just change thirty percent of the cases, forty percent of the cases? And it's also interesting. It says you know um, this is so this is within twenty one days of vaccination, and that's it. They cut it off at twenty one days. So anything that happens past day twenty one, they don't count that at all. Like it doesn't. If if on day twenty two that you know, and and that could be that could be the change in the number is they went in and put it like at a hard, like 21 days. This is where we cut it off. We're not looking, we're not going to give like a grace period of three or four days after that 21. Um, Cause usually, you know, usually statistically, whenever you're looking at stuff like that, like there's a certain level of, of uh, like acceptable overflow to one side or the other. I, I don't know. Yeah. It also says the Pentagon's silence in response to inquiries adds an air of mystery to this sudden recalibration. It's like, okay, for no reason whatsoever, they changed their numbers and then refused to answer questions about why the numbers changed or or anything. Yeah, how do you just it was it, it was misdiagnosed or is it the twenty one day cutoff that gave them the lower number? Right, like it's uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting to fuck. I was watching I was watching TV over the weekend, uh, watching a football game or something, and there was a commercial for one of these. Uh, I can't remember if it was 
if it was Pfizer or Johnson Johnson or I don't think it was Johnson Johnson. Anyway, one of them and like it was right there. The very first thing they said in the like when they start running down the list of possible side effects and stuff is like myocarditis and pericarditis right at the top. It's like, okay, so now we're now we're admitting it on like it's in our warning and not so safe and effective or well right it's still very effective i guess but i mean they told told us for how long that 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 was that that was objectively wrong that, that there was no risk of myocarditis and pericarditis that, that was just conspiracy theory nonsense and then and now it's actually part of their <laughs> part of the warning on the on the commercials yeah, and the earlier reports, let's see, 326 cases, myocarditis, 351 pericarditis, and 353 heart attacks among military personnel. These numbers de derived from the Defense Medical Surveillance System and the Theater Medical Data Store. It's an interesting store. <laughs> Reveal a, a stark discrepancy. Well, nothing to see here, I'm sure. You should all get, you know, consult your doctors and get your get your vaccinations and your boosters. They're as effective as they are safe. Can you say that on YouTube and get away with it? Yeah, I'm not sure what you can say on YouTube anymore and get away with it. They, uh, I got I got dinged on uh, my morning show the other day because one of my buddies on there just like very offhandedly and jokingly said, said something about vaccines and uh, autism. An offhanded joke, not even, not even like, giving stats or anything that are pretty fucking damning if you actually look at the stats and everything on those but just jokingly said something about vaccines causing autism and and that got dinged it's like and i, I tried to appeal it i'm like number one like this is obviously a joke and number two here's three different links that show that that's a legit thing like this isn't this isn't medical misinformation this is actually fucking happening that see that's where i fuck up i always think that if i provide actual sources that show that i was right that they're gonna yeah. just gonna be like oh yeah that's that's right they're like no i'm giving them the links to the things that they're gonna go make now i bet none of those links work anymore now they're probably that's all right. <laughs> you're just supplying them with the things that they need to wipe from the internet I don't making know their jobs easier <laughs> but I, I think the way the way that you could probably phrase it and get away with it is if you just say that the vaccines are as safe as they are effective that's the implication that's being that's <laughs> brilliant. Either or. It only took me two and a half years to come up with it. <laughs> that oh, is God. brilliant. All right. Well, we uh, you got a hard out at four here. So, so you got anything coming up this week? Yeah. the The plan is we're gonna do the Bronze Age mindset on Thursday, uh, eight thirty p.m. Central. So that'll be on my Rumble channel. Right. And we'll be live again on Friday. Heck yeah. All right, time to be determined. Uh, I can probably do it Friday afternoon. Should work. Our our normal, maybe our normal time. Might yeah, I'll have to look. That. I'm not sure what the kids have going on after school on Friday. All right, well, uh, stay tuned for all of that. Until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>